everybody it is june the 4th year 2011 hope you're all doing well out there we are up in the air and running so that's a good sign we'll both be maybe taken down tonight by light 55 but we don't know it a if that's gonna happen b if it's gonna happen c if it does happen sometime during our show but we're here but uh patricia is gonna be with me really soon but let me uh this CD, and we're gonna pop this in. There we go. Okay. First of all, we'll say a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this radio station. Bless all the listener supporters. Thank you for this wonderful weekend. Look after those who take good care of the country, Lord. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Well, we're gonna switch over to the BBC for. A minute and see what Grimmel is going to play over there. Program of the BBC. This is a feature of the American band of the Supreme Allied Command. The American band of the Supreme Allied Command under the direction of Captain Glenn Miller. Your Thursday night, 30 minutes with the Moonlight Serenader and tonight's guest, Britain's own Ann Sheldon. And here is Captain Glenn Miller. Thank you and good evening, everybody. Tonight's marching orders tell us that this show is headed first to you members of the forces, and then to you folks who are listening to the home service of the BBC. And whether you happen to be listening by the home fire or by the battle fire, we're sure you partners in victory are all hoping for that big day when the Tommies and Yanks come flying home. Thank you, Ann Sheldon. That was lovely. Since coming over here, it's been our good fortune to play for some of the finest singing stars in the British Isles. Tonight, our luck holds good for here's a young lady, lovely to look at, delightful to hear, Miss Ann Sheldon. Thank you, Captain Miller. That was a charming welcome to your program. And now that I feel right at home, would you care to join me in a spot of song? The idea sounds right. Delightful. What'll it be? Uh, how about I'll Get By? Okay, Ann McGal, come out singing. Get by as long as I have you. Though there be and darkness too, I'll not complain.
Thank you, Ann Sheldon. That was lovely. And now it's medley time, calling for something old, something new, something barred, and something blue. Our old song, In the Gloaming. Good evening, everybody. Tonight's marching orders tell us that this show is headed first to you members of the forces, and then to you folks who are listening to the home service of the BBC. And whether you happen to be listening by the home fire or by the battle fire, we're sure you partners in victory are all hoping for that big day when the Tommies and Yanks come flying home. All right. Coming over here, it's been our good fortune to play for some of the finest singing stars in the British Isles. Tonight, our luck holds good for here's a young lady... Lovely to look at, delightful to hear, Miss Ann Shelton. Thank you, Captain Miller. That was a charming welcome to your program. And now that I feel right at home, would you care to join me in a spot of song? The idea sounds right. Delightful. What'll it be? Uh, how about I'll Get By? Okay, Ann McGal, come out singing. <laughs> Get by as long as I have you. Though there be rain and darkness too, I'll not complain. There we go. Over there to BBC. Now we'll switch over to Patricia's favorite big man number. Here we go. We'll be getting her on the phone next. <laughs> 
1939, Glenn Miller. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Alden. I think we're down again. Oh, that's nice. I can't pick up anything on the internet, so... If you can hear us, give us a call. <laughs> right. Please give us a call, because we're a little messed up tonight, because Live 365 is doing some maintenance work, and that means some of their stations are being affected by this. Namely us. Yeah, mainly us, yeah. I've yeah. on a couple of other stations, and it's Zippo for us, and um, one for them, and zero for us. No, I can't get anything, so... Okay, well, somebody's going to call us. Call. Hello there, well, you're not on the air. Yes, you are. We are. That's good, Mike, so we're, we're, we're over there, that's good. This is Charles from New Jersey. Hello, Charles, I could... in the world are you? You, you can really, you're really getting something? Cause I can't well, I got, I'm listening to you on my Wi-Fi radio through the internet, and it's coming in. Well, for heaven's sakes. It did. It did. Honestly, when Walden first came on, because I heard him say, you, you might go off the air. Yeah. It, it it played part of the BBC, then it went silent. Okay. Then I changed stations, came back, and all of a sudden I got cat music. I said, what the heck is <laughs> Now you're back. I don't know if it's... Well, that's good, so I guess we're just going to have to play it by ear, I guess, the rest Oh, boy. But, uh, we're going to see how much we're going to be on. <laughs> well, 
Charles, it is so good to hear from you. We haven't heard from you for such a long time. We were getting worried about you. Well, I've been busy. Plus, uh, God, my I thought I thought I lost my credit card somewhere. I canceled it out. I found it. They mailed me a new one. I used it one time. It got hacked. Oh no! Yeah, my primary email address that I always talk to you and Walden on. Uh huh. That got hacked. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Well, some. Oh, well, I guess it got hacked because I get I sign on with that, you know, main email I always use. And it says suspicious activity has been going on. It's like okay. <laughs> there, there have been an awful lot of hackings going on. Even the government got hacked over this week, and um, it's scary. It is just plain scary. Oh yeah, it's like because uh, I got the new credit card, and that well original the original card they sent me, you know, because they said they sent me a new one, but I had the same expiration year, of course, they said, well, you got a letter with it. I, of course, I don't read nothing. <laughs> oh. Then all of a sudden, it would, nothing would work on it. So I went to the bank, and they said, oh, this card was on a hack, possible hack list. Okay. And they mailed me a new one. I thought I lost it. Then they mailed me another one, I, and that was hacked. When I, I, I tried to order something on a, you know, I thought a good site, you know, popular name website, it got hacked right as soon as I went in. When, when you say hacked, what uh, are you talking about somebody taking over your your account? I uh, that's the way I understand it because I, I I ordered something and I got a pop up for it said on you know for the name of my bank which was the right bank they're like oh you can uh, you can enter your I think it was the birthday and this and that the month a year and you could have your credit card be safe on the internet. Of course you think, okay, it's legit. Uh, oh yeah. So I did that. Then the order, you know, then it said something, the order didn't go through. So I ordered it again, what I ordered. And I got a letter, email saying, oh, okay, yeah. The letter, the uh, order has been received. Then I got another email saying, we're having trouble with the credit card, the payment. I said, what the heck? So I called the bank, and they said, because there was enough money in it, and they said, oh, no, it looks like somebody, because they gave me the times and all that, they said, looks like somebody hacked it, you know, went into your account or something. So right away, they closed that credit card out. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so you think you're safe on the net, forget it. Well, once, once they ask you anything <laughs> in a pop-up, anything on a site that you have not entered yourself. Now, if they refer you to another site where they tell you that they need additional information to activate your account, you do not fill it in. You just... Well, I found that out. Well, you know, they got you too because it popped up. It did pop up, but it was the next page, and of course, it showed the emblem to my bank. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. You know, correct. So you think, okay, you know. Yep, you think you're trying to be safe. You know, okay, you're good, safe on the... With card companies that tell me like when when a payment is due it, it you know when my when my account has been posted for I get that from my cell phone yeah okay so even at that when I open that email and I know it has come from my account I don't click on it to go there I go to the address directly myself well I get these well they I think they do send them out but I don't know if I can say the name but AOL <laughs> sorry if I can't but that's the, you know, that's the email thing I go through, but they send you emails sometimes, you know, but I get these, they look suspicious emails, I never open them. Right. It's like, I, you know, oh, we we need your billing updated information. I say, hey, 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 hey. no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't need it because you already have it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you, you really got hammered, didn't you? I think uh, now I think I'm fighting a cold again because my freaking nose is stuffed and my ears are clogged again. You're allergic to us. <laughs> it, it has I think to I'm allergic to the town I live in. <laughs> it has to be. Um, 
I'm ha I can't even access the Yesterday USA website right now. Um, I got to turn my radio down. Let me see if I'm still in. Well, they said I think that was even going to be affected. I think. Yeah. Oh, you're still you're still coming in. Well, isn't that peculiar? You're the only. My Wi-Fi radio. I don't. <laughs> person in the world who can hear us. Either that, or you're having a Rod Serling moment. Or or transcribe. Yeah. For a way to for a way to. For later broadcast. Yeah. This is this is a repeat. Yeah. <laughs> you're having you're having a Twilight Zone experience here. Well, I always have them. Jeez. Oh well. So tell me how you have been. We've missed you. Well, I've been busy, and I forgot. I said last, last week in the email I would call Saturday, and I forgot it was the holiday. Well, it's it's okay. No one is obligated to call in, but when we don't hear from you and some of the others, we start getting concerned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you oh. you usually call in. You you're what we call our our frequent flyer, <laughs> and, and you call in pretty often. And then suddenly we weren't getting calls from you, so we were getting concerned. You know, all we needed to know is that you're okay, not what you're doing, not how come, but just that you're okay. Truly, I got the I, I got the email saying where are you? Uh oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, now now it said are you okay <laughs> because we miss you, right? Oh, that's the main thing. Man, at least some people do. Oh, somebody said, oh, somebody else sent you one. Aha. Okay. Well, that means... Oh, no, you were the, no, you were the only one. Then I emailed Walden because you said you were going to. And I emailed Walden. I said, I'm alive. I'm all right. <laughs> you are. You are up and able to take nourishment. So, so I'm happy I think, that... I think Sally, with the, when my credit card got hacked, I lost my... I think I have to update the monthly thing to yesterday USA. I'm... I'm not sure I understand that. What do you have to update for the station? <laughs> Much oh, I was on the uh, $5 a month. Oh, the no. automatic. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. And I think I did receive an email from PayPal saying, we have credit card information. Is uh, I forgot. I got to update that, too. I don't want to build a... Oh. Well, it might think I got lost, too. Poor guy. I'm sorry. Of course, I've been keeping in touch with Kim on Facebook with her aunt or her grandmother. Yeah. yeah. That's... Oh well. Well, I am really sorry. It's it's scary when something like that happens. Not only is it scary, it's inconvenient, and it can really cause some serious problems for everybody. So I'm glad you caught it quickly. That's good because I only, I only use you know I buy stuff on websites that I know of. You know I don't go to. <laughs> right, but that doesn't. You know, they can't get hacked. But you think they say, oh, it's safe and secure? Yeah, right. Well, they, they don't have, I say they don't have any control. When their sites are hacked and false information pops up, it's, a, it's not their fault in the sense that they're not telling you put in your information into a false account here. They've been overridden as well. They've been attacked. They're a victim as well. So it's, that's like a, uh, that's like the big, it's big, it's big in the news with that big, uh, Video game. Oh, the Sony. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know. If I, I don't want to keep popping up brand names out here, but the. Uh, <laughs> Is it the PlayStation, Walden? That yeah. Uh huh. It, it was PlayStation. Okay. Oh yeah, they've been hacked, and then it got hacked again. It's, well, and like hundreds of, like over a hundred thousand people or something. Oh, it was. A oh yeah. Huge number. Yeah. It's an international. Right. Now I saw the news. The people that did it to them before they want to do it again. They said. This is going to be the modern era of terror terrorist attack. It's going to be the internet. Uh, oh yeah. And that's probably true. You know, if they got me. You know, during our disaster release, um, people were forging the Red Cross emblem into emails and sending that to people for donation, and actually people oh, were sure. donating that. You know, just for sure. That that kind of stuff. Oh, they yeah. got. They did that to Facebook and everybody except pictures of, uh, you know, uh, I'll say that terrorist that was killed uh -huh. recently. They sent, you know, pictures of, you know, the people's Facebook accounts. People opened it up and they got uh, viruses. You know, they get you that way, too. It's like, oh, here's a picture of, you know, who mm -hmm. de dead, you know. It's like, Phew. yeah. And of course, people open it up because they want to see it. They open it up. They the they got viruses. I, I, saw, I saw that couple. I said, I ain't opening that.
like I'm trying to turn on my fan and here to cool it down. I, I think, though, for me, the viruses are not as much of a problem now than they were 10 to 15 years ago. Um, I'm not so sure about that. The ones that are circulating, and it would be interesting to hear what other people have to say about this, the ones that are circulating are more virulent. They, they're... Um, I mean, how, how many times 15 years ago did you hear that a government system was was compromised? I, I don't know, but at least for me personally, see, my, I, was, my, I was really fighting the virus bugs with my personal computer at least once a year or so. And it doesn't seem to happen as often now than it did back then. I think you've probably got a better protection system. Well, I think Norton and all those that I use have really just upgraded their security to the, the hilt. That's true. I remember, I remember a couple of years ago, I clicked on something and that was it. I got pop-ups and everything. I just, a virus just hit that computer and that was it. Well, allow me to make another pitch for Macintosh computers. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not impervious to viruses, but we are among the least likely to be affected by them. So I'm very happy with my sitting on, on Macintosh. I mean, we, we own probably, I don't know what it's up to, I'll say 5% of the market. Mm -hmm. When you're creating a virus, you're not going to create one for 5% of the market because the object is to do as much damage and disrupt as many people as possible. So they're going to go after the 95%, which is you guys. Well, just think, though, about our Internet habit. I, I, 20, 20 years ago, when I, well, before 2000, I, I, my, my mother and others would not use anything to pay with a credit card online. Mm -hmm. Now, people feel more secure about it, so mm -hmm. they're more apt to do that. So it's just amazing oh. how people, yeah. internet habits have changed over the last decade yeah. or so. With the encryption systems online, it's actually safer to make a payment online than it is to send a checkout, which mm -hmm. has your routing number and your checking account number on it. Well, now, now it comes to you think it's safer. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, this is yeah, true. I hope it's safer, yeah. It is, when, when I say safer, I do not mean safe. Everything comes with a risk. But it's an incredible risk. Every time we write a check and send it out, we're sending out our name, our address, our routing number, the name of the bank, and our checking account number. Hey, I don't know who's reading it. Everybody gets it. Whoever, yeah. whoever gets your check has all of that information. There were some people for a while who were foolish enough to actually, I don't know how and why, actually put their social security numbers on their checks. Now, I mean, enough said. <laughs> you can't say anything. Why, in heaven's name, they would do that, I do not know. But they did. <sighs> not anymore. No. <laughs> not anymore. They don't, they don't care about a name. They go by a number now. They don't care. And we're all numbers. Oh, <laughs> oh, I want to be more than a number. Well, as long as you and Walden and I are able to listen to each other, <laughs> I mean, I think this is very cool. Um, that we, you know, we go through. Is there anybody out there? And the answer is yes. You're out there. Would you like a cartoon trivia or a radio trivia? I heard, I heard the first one. What, what, what was it again? Cartoon, or radio, or old-time products. Uh, I'll try a radio one. All right. Phil Harris Here. was the band leader on the Jack Benny show. What did Phil call Jack Benny? What was the nickname he gave to him? What was the, what was the nickname? Uh-huh. Oh, that's an easy one. Oh, it is. It's only easy if you know the answer. Jackson. Very good. <laughs> My gosh, you are good. Well, I'm good as long as you ask me the stuff I know. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, people people like you say, oh, gosh, that's an easy answer. But it's not. It's not. Oh, he called, it, it was Jackson for Jack. Uh-huh. Uh, he called uh, Mary Liv. Livy, uh-huh. Yeah. You got them all down. I didn't all know you were. My favorite shows in that so. I don't know. If, I'm going to go get my. Do I owe you a, a CD? No, I'm caught up. Because the last one I got was the uh, World War II one. 
Okay, so you got your World War II one. That's that's cool. And after that, I ran away. Yeah, boy, you know, I'm going to come out here with my box of envelopes, if you can hear them. Hear my box of envelopes? And I'm going to own up to everything that's in the envelopes. I think I'm all caught up, but I'm not going to be caught up until they get in the mailboxes. But I think I did them all, and I thought I had one in here for you, but maybe not. I don't think so. I... Well, that's okay. You just keep talking, and while you're talking to me, you can unless, decide. Unless my friends out there that listen all the time, they said, oh, send them a CD, maybe I'll come back. I don't know. <laughs> Have your stamps been, been canceled when you get them? I really, I don't... You don't pay any I, attention? I'm not dumb. I think they're supposed to be like lines or something over them. Yeah. I don't think they have been. No postmarks on them. That's that's what we've been talking about <laughs> forever. Um, no I, one... I know you, you talk about it all the time. It's like... Uh-huh. No, and Kenner and I have one going back and forth, and I got one from Ron that was okay. And um, I think other people out there are probably doing it. No, I do not have an envelope here in my box for you, so I guess I really am caught up. I'm so happy. At least one person oh. I'm all oh. caught up with. Oh. Oh, would you oh, believe me, if, uh, if you owed me something, I'm sure I would have reminded you. Yeah. I said that to Walden, and he said, I think Charles would have reminded you if you wanted something. No, I don't know. Sometimes he's kind of laid back, so I'm happy that we're all caught up. What can what can I owe you now? Oh, yeah, yeah, you see. Oh, my goodness, Charles. You know I'm going to ask you that? <laughs> and a couple entered my mind, so I got Jack. I've got Burns and I've got What do I want? I want. What a hard question. I don't know if you have any of those. Any of what? Perry Mason? I sure do. Oh, okay. But there aren't an awful lot of them out there. And oh, plus, they're, plus, they're not that long either. Not that long, and they were serials. So it had to move from one show to another in order for you to get to the end and have a resolution. It's not. It wasn't like a Nero Wolf where you started the show and... You had an end to it. These just seem to go on forever. So I will give you what I have on Perry Mason, but there aren't very many. Is there a second one that I can toss on the CD that you might like? Yeah, Sam Spade's good. Sam Spade is terrific. Mm, well, they're all good, yes. Yeah. Okay, sure, I can do that. Perry Mason, the few that I have, and I'll fill up the rest of the CD with Sam Spade. Okay. Are we good or what? I'll talk to you again in August. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a good summer. <laughs> oh, actually, it's been summer here. Oh, my goodness, has it been summer everywhere? It's been 97 degrees this week here. How's well, I wouldn't say it was that hot here, but last week it got up to <laughs> upper 80s. The humidity was 100. That is remarkable. It was, it was like, uh, that is remarkable. I'll, and, of course... And, of course, the weather, you know, they put thunderstorms and mm -hmm. tornado watches around. Yes. It seems to bypass our town and hit other towns. Yeah, oh, gosh, I'm so glad you're safe. I know that up in Massachusetts, they're not. Uh, oh, yeah. Field? That's a, we're, they put us under a tornado watch at night. Yeah. Of course, I think they just do it to scare everybody. I don't think <laughs> and so. And just seeing the storms just bypass our area, mm -hmm. went around where I am in New Jersey, hit other parts of New Jersey, and that was it. And now, last last couple of nights, it's been in the upper 50s at night. It's like, I wonder if you're sick. You have the air conditioner on, now you got the... Well, see, you have to learn to be tough and not have the air conditioner on at all. Ugh, I can't. I'm spoiled. I, I can't take it. Be brave. Be brave. Human, I couldn't take it. It's like... Walden is brave. <laughs> Walden? I'm back. I was listening to you. I was just... I was looking for something to eat. I was for something to play. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do. I never I never lived in a house with air conditioning. Ugh. And I never use it. But you know why? Because I don't need it. So I guess I'm not that tough. No, I'm I'm making well, out like you're really... I'm sh don't you? I appreciate that. Yeah, you're... If you're, in if you're in Florida, you need it. No, I don't use it. Most people do. Ugh. I don't use it. 
Jeez. It's just, it has always been a peculiarity to me that people move here for the weather and then behind blinds and in cold boxes. <laughs> when Honestly, uh, nothing against Florida. I love Florida. If I could live there, I don't think. Yeah, well, that, you get, I could live there, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't come out of the house. <laughs> you, you do get used to it. I've, oh, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, I think I would have swallowed my teeth if I had realized before I got here what I was going to be facing for the summer. But it didn't take long to get used to it. And so I am just a happy little camper with I think no Patricia, air conditioning, and I leave. Yeah, Patricia made a trade. She decided to give up the winters, winters and keep the summers, so that was her trade-off. And this is fine. Yeah. This is fine. <laughs> don't have to shovel sunshine off the sidewalk. It's fine until it snows in Florida. Oh, uh, that's right. No, no shoveling sunshine. Okay, well, I will get a CD out to you, Charles, and I'm so glad you're okay, and I love it that you called. All right. We'll talk to you later. Let's hope you stay on. I hope every, uh, somebody else calls. I hope so. We'll it might find be out. Three of us. Like Ralph and them. And... Yep. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll see. Yeah, we'll talk to you later, Charles. Thanks a bunch. Okay. Take care, Ralph. Bye-bye. Take care, Charles. All right. 714-545-2071. Let us know if we're on the air. Let us know if we're off the air. Yes, we're on the air. We're off the air. We appreciate it. Hello there. You're on the air. Yeah, it's Kurt from La Habra. Hey, are we up? Hey, how are Oh, yes, you're up. We're up, okay. Well, I have you on my replay, so it just, um, yeah, I don't know what, what it uses. I don't know if it uses as a uh, 365, but it, uh, yeah, you're coming through fine here, oh, obviously. Good. good. Or I wouldn't have known when to call. <laughs> That's true. Right, so now, now we know there are four of us who are connected. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? Um, yeah, better and worse. Uh-oh. I'm going to the doctor on Tuesday. Uh, it's been a difficult week. Um, it so, uh, the diarrhea is worse, and so I'm kind of losing ground. Uh. Um, I was I was extremely sick last uh, December and January, and I'm better than that, but I'm getting a little bit, you know, I'm losing more sleep over this and stuff. So it's, there's difficulties, um, you know. And I, I will also get my labs done Tuesday to check on to see if my myeloma is still in remission, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, it, it's uh, I'm feeling okay, but I'm I'm having you know some some problems that tell me that that I'm getting into a little bit of difficulty. So. Oh wow. And we're coming up on about a year since I was since I was diagnosed with the multiple myeloma. But when I was first diagnosed, uh, I was having transfusions every few weeks because I wasn't making replacement blood, which is one of the ways that they, reasons that they figured that it might be myeloma. And that, I think, as far as I know, I'm doing again. So I, I'm doing well in some ways and not so well in others, but I still can't have the transplant. So that's kind of problematic. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, uh, I've been... Yeah, listening to you guys. Um, is it Paul was the last caller? Charles. Charles. I, okay, Charles. I think the, huh? I think one of the problems that he was having, uh, from what he said, was he was clicking on stuff that he shouldn't have been clicking on. Exactly. And you know, one of the ways, especially in the emails, one of the ways that you can tell most emails if they're going to be. Uh, spam or if they're going to be malicious emails, is that those people usually cannot spell. Uh, you will very often find spelling errors, in the, and there'll be very obvious spelling errors in the emails. You know, an email that comes comes from, supposedly comes from a bank, especially if it's a bank that you don't take, <laughs> and it's got spelling errors, you can be pretty sure that it's malicious. But Walden had said that the, the viruses weren't as bad. Mm -hmm. Well, in a sense, maybe you're right. But there's more of the phishing that's going on and all the other kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. And more of the, the, the putting stuff on your computer, the Trojan horses. Yeah, the, that's true. That's, that has increased. And I also heard a report, by the way, that, that Apple is becoming more um, uh, liable because people are doing more viruses. Uh, for the Mac. Mm -hmm. there, about 10%, the last number that I looked at, about 10% of them were not uh, carved out for the Mac, but had incorporated all platforms in the virus. So yeah. it hit everything. 
so we're we're moving into territory. But um, we're safer in the sense that it's a, a system that not an awful lot of people are interested in bringing into right now. But you're right; it's it's going to catch up with us. Well, you know, the worst possible scenario are those people that use the Microsoft products, um, you know, Outlook and stuff like that for their emails, because those are the ones where the viruses are the easiest to replicate in terms of sending your 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 you know sending information onto other computers and stuff like that hmm. but of course everybody has to be has to be worried about it so anyway um, uh, Walden I do you know because I I got my uh, eternal light shows yeah. from, from the radio lady okay yeah and OTR cat also had some. Do you know if there's any other place that that might have more of them? Because I have not been able to find uh, any anybody else besides those two who have them. And uh, I was just kind of interested if you you know. Oh so. uh, man, well have have you checked over? Have you checked over at? Uh, I'm just trying to think who another MP3 dealer that could do that. We have them in large bulk, and I assume that's what you want. You know. It was that kind of amount of shows. You want them in, right. in that kind of yes. format. Yes. Um, and by the way, you know that Radio Archives started digital downloads yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. And, yeah. Which I'm really glad about once I can afford them, you know, yeah. because it, it would be nice to be able to get that stuff, you know, without, you know, get it immediately. And yeah. I, I, basically, what I've been late last two years buying from them pretty much all the 15-minute film again, Molly stuff. Yes, I was, yes, that, that's one of the ones that I was kind of hoping, you know, yeah. that I'm kind of hoping that comes down as, because, yeah, that, that's a, you mean the lost broadcast? Uh-huh, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they but do put out great sound. They do, they do do a nice job. Um, I can't really think of it. I mean, I know Hindegas and I know Aston got them probably, but I don't know if they have bothered to turn them into MP3s. Um... And I'm trying to think, when I was talking to David Siegel about it a couple of weeks ago, uh, I, you know, he was talk, we were talking about the book that came out. Right. And I, so, so I know the Jewish Seminary must have them all, but right. I don't, just uh. don't know if they bothered to release all of them. Right. You know, I, so I think you probably got the bulk of it. Yeah, there's, like I said, there's a lot of good, uh, so many good shows in there. and uh, Yeah. So and by the way, I checked out a lot of that uh, the suspense from the the Internet Archive. Yeah. And a lot of it, the sound is, I mean, is surprisingly good. And so, if anybody, you know, likes suspense, this is a finally a way to get them all for free. That's and, nice because I was um I interviewed I talked to one of the authors who wrote three series from the late fifties who I'm going to interview up in Seattle. Uh huh. And so I. I sent out an email looking for those shows, and I thought it'd be nice to play parts of it during the interview. So I'm glad at least it's nice that all that stuff getting upgraded enough to make it worthwhile. Right, and like I said, I mean, if if you like if you like old time radio, and and of course, suspenses has always been one of the shows. Yeah. Even though when you look into the series, you find some kind of strange things went on with a lot of the. A lot of the shows, apparently. Well, you know what I think it was. I think a lot of it they based the show around the director's taste. Yes, that's that's true. You know, if you study the history of suspense, all the different directors they had all had their unique bit, and they just shaped the show based upon that. Right, right, that's true. Mm -hmm. I was listening again to the hour-long shows, and. Um, you know, those were they. It is really too bad that the the listening audience in '48 did not go for that show the way they should have, because mm -hmm. those were excellent stories. I mean, Nightmare. I yep. mean, and and actually, uh, like House by the River yep. and uh, and Night Must Fall. If you look at the psychology in Night Must Fall, it was very prescient about about serial killers and psychopaths a long time before we were talking about that in, in you know, in terms of... Societal. Of what, of what society knew about those kinds of people. Right. And Emlyn Williams had it right very early on in terms of what those people, you know, mm -hmm. were like. So, but anyway, um, 
Yeah, I just uh, I wanted to call in because I wasn't able to call in last week, and um, um, you're like I said, obviously you're making it out here, and so hopefully, um, do they know how long the maintenance is, is going to be continuing? They said they said they said five hours. Oh. And but again, what Patricia and I talked about last night, it could be a, a one of those rollover things. So we could, we personally yesterday US, it could be done. And my, but you know, it's supposed to spread out through the whole yeah. system. Yeah, you just, you just never know. Yeah, so we might be done. Who knows? We're gonna have to play it by ear. Who knows? You're going right. to do it without Patricia because my internet is down. Oh. Eyes are up, but I'm down. Oh. <laughs> by the way, by the way, you you ran that Stan Freeberg uh, show last Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was so great to hear that. I mean. I mean, obviously, you know, we that listen to this station know all about the the songs and stuff and the shows. Yeah. But his responses for, to the callers were really wonderful. And, um, of course, everybody by now knows that the, the second part of United States of America came out, um, you know, years ago. But, and you know what? He got number three pretty much written. He just can't find a label to t- pick it up. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad. Because, you know, I mean, that's that's such a wonderful body of work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just so, you know. But uh, anyway, he, he is, is, is one of the good ones. And, of course, Norman Corwin and, and uh, you know. Can you imagine uh, an old-time radio club that met once a month in people's houses, all Vic and Sadie fans, which were Norman Corwin, uh, Billy Otterson, Stan Freeberg, and I think Ray Bradbury and about a small group would get together once a month just to listen to Vic and Sadie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, well, if you look at if you look at the way the science fiction uh-huh. writers all knew each other in the very beginning mm-hmm. and how that also, you know, the, the wonderful meetings that you had between all those guys mm-hmm. and just the the really, you know, the the stuff that they that you know that they must have gotten up to, you know. Oh yeah. And just to have been there for those discussions would have really been worthwhile. That's true. Anyway. Um, uh, Patricia, did you ever get your you ever got your your Philip Marlowe question answered? Well, it depends on which one it was, but I would love an answer, and then I'll find the question. <laughs> which one? Are well, you? I can tell you. Well, I can the one obvious though the get it straight. Uh, I, this is the one I'm looking at, which is the hard boiled detectives opened with get this and get it straight. Right, and of course that was that was Philip Marlowe and uh, and. Uh, um, the uh, and of course I don't you know I know Raymond Chandler had nothing to do with the, with those shows but but they're actually very interesting and and totally different you know if if anybody has access to the Raymond Chandler novels if you like the radio show go to the novels because they're different but they're really good you know it's interesting I mean you know the the version in forty seven the summer of forty seven is totally different. Than what we're so used to listen to Philip Marlowe. You mean the ones with Van Heflin? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. There's only what, like two or three two of those or three around. Is, yeah. And, and it's but, just a different feel about it. Yeah, there was. There was it very definitely. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it's because I think it's because Van Heflin was a much more I well, mean, soft-spoken, and he 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 didn't seem to have he had the cool, but he didn't have the edge uh-huh. that I think Gerald Moore had that that edge to it that, you know, sure. and I think that that's one of the things that made him ideal for the, for the role of, of uh, Philip Marlowe. That's a great way to put it. Philip Marlowe was, as you say, had an edge, and I, I love that description. That's a perfect description. He had the, the down-in-the-street personality that right. that particular job required, whereas the other did not. Well, they got me. Patricia sent me the Johnny Dollar audition that Joe Moore did. Yes. And I felt like I couldn't have felt model all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, and that was an interesting... I, I'm not sure how many there were in that series that they did, because mm-hmm. is it like two or three, I think. But, but um, you know, if, if, you, if you go back and listen to those, and of course Johnny Dollar is also available through the Internet Archive. Right. 
I mean, if you go back and you listen to those five-day shows, and some, some even as long as seven or eight days, those stories hold up so well oh, even yeah. today uh, as far as just being interesting and being so well-produced. The 15 minutes, uh, five times, you know, even even with those wonderful ads about mm-hmm. the, the balloon animals. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the shows were so well done and the stories were so interesting for the five-day mm-hmm. runs that it's really worthwhile to go back, even if you're not so much into detective stuff, mm-hmm. because the shows are so, they're so well done and they're so interesting. And they're very human and they're very, you know... Yeah, I, I think Jack Johnstone was the underrated element of oh, Johnny Dollar. Oh, yes, most you know, certainly. He really was. Yeah, for sure. Being the director and the writer for multiple scripts that we like. Yes. You know. Yeah. Great show. But, Walden, I think you're right. Gerald Moore brought Philip Marlowe to almost everything he did, even when he played Archie Goodwin on Nero Wolf. Uh-huh. He had a, a Philip Marlowe-type personality. Yeah. It wasn't quite as sharp. It wasn't quite as earthy, I guess is a good word. It wasn't quite as earthy, but it was surely there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his voice His voice was 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 so well suited for that. And some people feel Bob Bailey had the same persona. When you hear him with George Valentine versus, versus Johnny Dollar, it's still Again, Bob Bailey. Again, yeah, very similar, very similar, um, very similar mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Right. Only the names have been changed to... <laughs> <laughs> the writers. <laughs> yeah, uh, very much. <laughs> That's funny. So, well, um, Kurt, I have an envelope in front of me with your name on it. I sealed it, so I'm not quite sure what's in it, but that doesn't mean it's not openable again. What do you, th- and I can't, f- I haven't found your special shows yet. I have not stopped. Oh, that's, I'm not, I, like I said, I'm not, you know, well, I, have- I understand, you know, the, the constraints that are on you. It's, it's not even that. It's like, I don't think they're available in the places. That's probably true, too. I have to look in different places and find other places to look. But whatever is in the envelope is what I owe you, and I can add something else to it. And, of course, course you did put that as free matter for the blind, right? Well, I thank you for that. Um, I've got this whole stack that has to go to the post office. I talked with Walden about it last night. I had not ever done that before, and I am indeed going to do it because you are not the only person. Well, I'm sure. Uh-oh. We're back. Uh, we did. We'll, we'll call her back here. This is Jesse USA. Kurt and I are hosting the show. Yeah. <laughs> and this is at the bottom of the barrel, guys. Yeah, Me. yeah, that's there. Sure, uh, Hi, this is Patricia. No, no, no. Come on, Patricia. Hang up the phone. You'll, you'll be there in a few minutes. She's probably calling you back. Probably, too. But let's, we'll give her a, a, a second or two to let it clear out. This is Just the USA, that's Kurt, I'm Walden, we'll wait to clear out the phone line, we'll call Patricia back, and we'll just see what's going on. Okay, we'll give it another try. Nothing like live radio. Indeed, well, it, it could be worse, we could have a huge number of listeners and, and it'd be something real important. That's true. Are you there? Record your message. Nope. Uh, she's still gone. Okay. She was having a little, little internet trouble. Anyway, Kurt, tell me about how did you find, how did you get into old time radio? You remember listening to it from the beginning, or did you start uh, collecting? Uh, well, okay, I'm I'm gonna be 59, mm-hmm. so basically, I think I first kind of stumbled on. I mean, I was always interested in in radio, mm-hmm. you know, for obvious reasons. But I think the the first time I think I was really aware of old time radio was some stuff from high school, and then I think Jay Lacey was the first. The first real person that I listened to that, that collected old-time radio. Got it. And I'm an English major, and uh. so um, and and am um, much more interested in the words than the music because I was never a guy that really liked the instrumental stuff. Right. So I was always interested in the in the you know the dramas, the escapes, suspenses, go but you know, and going back to original sources. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically one of the things that I like to do is uh, take a show like the, the Moonstone and, you know, which, you know, you can make into an hour-long suspense or you can make it over two parts or you can make it into a four or five hundred page book. And with uh, with the advent of computers and the advent of Gutenberg, 
uh, all of a sudden, a blind person can find much more stuff out there that so much that you can't read everything. That's true. I mean, let's face it, for the recording for the blind, you might have to wait a year, year and a half. Oh, wait, think how long we wait for John Dunning's uh, second oh, book to be available. Indeed, and and of course, and no more. And of course, now with web braille, I have no more books cluttering up the house. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I've always been interested in in. Um, you know, plays and stuff like that, BBC or American, or even Canada, but we don't hear much stuff from no. Canada, and we should. As, a, as an English major, who was your favorite writer? It's somebody who you who you love to read. Oh, I was much, I was very much into science fiction. I liked uh, Robert Heinlein, mm -hmm. Theodore Sturgeon. I think was 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 always my favorite writer because he came up with stuff that nobody else had thought of, but yet. It was very human and, and, you know, kind of taught you how people worked. And, and he was one of the authors that did that. Uh, as a blind person, you know, you, there's so much stuff that you're, you are absolutely not aware of. Mm -hmm. And so in reading certain, in reading books and stuff, you, you find out how much you've missed. And also in hearing... In hearing described movies, you are astonished at how much you miss, mm -hmm. um, and how much how much you're just flat not aware of. And one of the interesting things for me was that because you know my brothers and sister always watched cartoons. Well, I never actually understood cartoons, you know, because if you're if you're a blind kid listening to cartoons. They're not animals. Mm -hmm. Even if they have animal names, they're not animals uh -huh. to you because they, they have human voices. And visual. since I can't imagine the animals, you know, I don't. Yeah. I could not tell you what a what a puma looks like. Okay, it's a. It, I mean, and and sometimes it's embarrassing because I wrote a story with with a where a bat had feathers because I thought bats were like birds, you know. When you hear, oh, yeah, they fly. I can see that. Sure. In, you know, there's, and so, like I said, I always thought, you know, I couldn't, I, I just didn't understand cartoons. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, obviously, except now the Rocky and and Bullwinkle stuff mm -hmm. was an exception because they would do the fractured fairy tales and they would do some of the stuff that was really that that had all kinds of puns in it and that was fun to listen to and the, you know the. The Rocky and Bullwinkle stories themselves—they um, don't work quite as well to hear them, but they work very well. I mean, you know, compared to everything else. So basically, that's to me what you know. One of the things that that really kind of shaped my my awareness mm -hmm. was uh, my awareness of of what I didn't know. And so, like I said, I mean, old time radio, even though I came along too late. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, obviously it was ideal, and the fact that the BBC is actually still doing books and plays and, and stuff, although they seem to be doing it differently. They seem to be doing less less completeness than they used to. You know, things are shorter than they used to be. Probably uh, a cost factor for them. BBC, yeah I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So basically that's what, and of course, like I said, now, since... Since I, you know, can't, since I've been sick and can't work and, and lost my job because I was sick, mm -hmm. you know, I have more time to, you know, listen to stuff and, and you know, stuff like that. So basically, you know, that's what I'm doing now. Is right. we, I was trying to listen to as many of the Eternal Light stories as I could. Sure. And going over the suspense stuff and, and just kind of comparing it with what I'd heard before and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, pretty much what I'm doing now. Wow. And we have Patricia back, I obviously. Know. So. Right to the people, Patricia. Thrown under the bus. What happened? You heard, you disconnected over there. Yeah, somehow your 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 connection disappeared. Yeah, we heard a, a big click and a dial tone, and then we kept calling you back, and we were going to, into your voicemail. I, I heard a big click, too. I think it was on your end. But, you know, you sound better. You don't have any gurgle. <laughs> you, you got a clear line over there, so it must have worked. I'm, I'm not gargling anymore. This it's the good. telephone company, Patricia. This is good. Boy, am I having trouble or what? Yeah, I know. I know how I make out with all of this. Yeah, I know. I'm on a relatively new system, Kurt. Yeah. And everything that we talk about with new systems oh, yeah. and stuff, 
I have an infestation of bugs on my system, so I'm trying to get it straightened out. Not the least of which is that they haven't credited my account with payments I made. So, oh. Yeah, I know. That's, that one's a little sensitive. I could... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would be. You don't like paying for services you don't you don't get, huh? Exactly. Oh. I, I can live without the internet for fifteen or twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. I cannot live without communication. Period. So um, I I think it would be really nice if they credited me with, with what they what they, they I mean what they are coming up with on on the bills would give the average person a coronary, um, and of course they're terrible because they haven't credited me with what I've already paid, but. Anyway, so I got thrown under the bus from from my service, and that means I was in the middle of a sentence asking you what I might have in my collection that you might like in yours. Oh, I, I you know, I, I, like I said, I, I really don't, I, you know, I, I don't know because, you know. Um. Well, you want to see what you can dig up in Eternal Life? You know what period you're missing, Kurt? Actually, the the ones that I'm missing are the are the ones after... I have nothing after like sixty-eight, so. so maybe Patricia can look anything after that. Because I didn't even know that the show was on till eighty-four, mm-hmm. and I don't know where it was on because because uh, I don't know anybody that carried it. I don't remember ever hearing it here on the West Coast in the last, you know, no. from the mid seventies on. I don't. Oh, remember. I don't either. I mean, like I said, I used to listen to it on KFI on Sundays, uh-huh. but but I couldn't tell you when that was that I actually heard it on KFI. Um. But yeah, mostly, like I said, I like the the horror stuff. I like I like science fiction, although, like I said, I think I've actually you know heard or or have most of it. But um, like I said, I I am kind of you know more interested in terms of the of the social network aspect of this show, which is which is why I had called in because, like I said, because I do have you know a lot of stuff and and whatever, so. You know, I'm I'm not really you know pressuring anybody for shows or you know whatever. Well, it's fun for me if I somehow wind up with something in my gang of shows that somebody else would like to have. So when you come up with something for me to look for or that I might have, that's joy for me. Yeah, yeah, that's I I I, I agree with that. Um, but like I said, I mean it, it's actually kind of difficult to find a show that you know that um, that I either. You know, don't, don't have. have or you know. Yeah. Would you tell me again which show you and Walton were talking about, and I missed it. Inter- oh, we were talking about the Eternal Light. Eternal Light. Mm-hmm. Light or life? Light. Okay, thank you. Anything after 1968? After 1968, Patricia, if you can look around. What I got? But I. Uh, I'll be. I will. I will actually be because I was actually astonished because I had not heard uh, anything about that show for years and years. And the fact that somebody had so many of them when I, you know, when I got the, um, you know, when I heard that last last uh, September, which was, you know, that they had, you know, so many of them. But it it really it really is such a, such a good show. But anyway, like I said, I mean, um, uh, I just uh, I always thought because this is a discussion that I had with my wife about the whole cartoon business and you know it's 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 not the way it's not the way sighted kids obviously if you'll pardon the expression see the world i you know because it is different uh-huh. and um and of course i have no problem with i i do not believe in political correctness you know i mean i think if you're blind, you're not visually impaired or challenged or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And I think people trying to be politically correct is, you know, you're skating on on really thin ice because you're not telling the truth. <laughs> anyway, that's, you know, how I feel about it. A lot of people put a lot of energy into that, which I don't really... Yes. Doesn't... It's not necessarily warranted. So right, right. I mean, you know. there's that energy could mm-hmm. could be used for so many yeah. things, you know, that, that are could much be more worthwhile. Yeah. But like I said, you guys have a really, um, I mean, the, the the you know breadth of information that you cover. 